Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is the Fightful Post Show Podcast for NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day. I'm here briefly, very briefly. I'm going to head over and do the Triple H media call. But I am joined by uh, some guys. Some guys. We got the guy who runs uh, Twitch.tv. Yeah, the lads. (laughs) I thought Hannah was the only lad around here. I saw her (laughs) getting called one by some fella last night. Uh, we got Jeremy Lambert. He runs twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming and absolutely nothing else. Jeremy, how are you? I'm well. Hello, Sean. I don't know why you're here. You're not advertised to be here, but thanks for showing up. Well, advertising is why I am here. But we've got Joe Holbert, uh, as famously seen on Valentine's cards. <laughs> you apparently so. Yeah, I mean, the numbers are up with you here, right? The house is up. The cut's bigger from what I can cover. So I'm excited. Very excited. We also have Alex McCarthy. Oh, Alex, where don't people see you? <laughs> in my own, well, I was about to say in my own home because I just, I just duck and dive from my family while I watch wrestling in the crevices of my house. But uh, I know, Sean, you're going to be upset that I'm not on the Triple H call. One less journalist to recap everything that happens. Well, Tw- Twitter will miss me. I know it will. It's funny you mention crevices because if you got a crevice, I got a package for you. <laughs> a total package. Look at the vascularity, the striation, the bulge, and you can get a rock-hard erection thanks to BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but it's a chewable form at a fraction of the cost. It combats all forms of ED to help men gain that extra confidence. You don't have to have a problem. You just want that confidence. You're looking to go hard like those first three matches tonight. BlueChew does it because you will have a fantastic erection. And it'll be discreet, a lot more discreet than me. It ships straight to your door. You can order online. You work with their licensed medical providers at bluechew.com. And once you're approved, you'll receive that prescription in days. It's all done online. No awkward uh, talk at the the pharmacy or the doctor's office. Hey, you got something for my dick. Man. (laughs) Uh, My dick. I need the the chewable. Yeah, that one. You don't have to do that. You talk to people online, and they get you the active ingredient you need. BlueChew.com, code Fightful. You get your first shipment free. You just pay $5 shipping. $5? That's it? $5 to get a rock-hard package? Listen, that's hard. As hard as your package will be, you can use BlueChew.com, code Fightful. Peace! It's the end of Sean Rossap. Just came on to talk about dicks. That's what he does. Yeah. 
You know, it never ceases to amaze me, this site, Jeremy. It's been, <laughs> it's been over four years for me now, and I still, every once in a while, it's like, wow, it's quarter to three, and that just happened. Here we are. NXT, <laughs> folks. Let's go. Hello. Hello, everybody. Appreciate you guys uh, being here. Yes, it's very late for y'all as you take drinks at the same time. Joseph, looks like you're drinking water. <laughs> McCarthy, I assume a mimosa. <laughs> yeah, I keep them stocked. Uh, it's a Fanta, Jeremy. It's a vice of mine. Oh, okay. All right. If you say so. Uh, guys, get your super chats in. Uh, send a super chat, get your question, comment, statement read on the air, like Flame Inc. here, who says SRS versus Jim Cornette in a promo battle. Who wins? They're probably Sean. I'm Jim, Chorn- Jim Cornette's just going to ramble about nothing. Uh, and Hannah, who sends a super chat, he chugs it up. Bonehead play. That is a Uno reference for you two, who I assume just do not watch the Uno product. But is it Uno reference? Yes. Let's let's start there. Let's start with the main event, the the end of it here, because uh, people are sending a bunch of super chats in on this. So we had Finn Balor against Pete Dunne in a match that was completely different from everything else on this card. Instead of a bunch of high paced action with a lot of spots and flips that the people don't always enjoy, we had limb work, ground, actual wrestling. Joseph and Alex, actual wrestling. They beat the hell out of each other. Finn Balor gets uh, the victory with Coupe de Gras in the 1916. Joseph, what do you think of this match? I mean, you know, but I understand for the show, we have to put on like a performance here. Jeremy, this was awesome. Alex, this was awesome. This is like, we spoke about a little bit, right? In recent times, Finn is doing something very special here where he's like single-handedly shifting the NXT house style, so to speak, with this belt, right? These main events were a completely different style, as you mentioned, and it adds so much. Because let's be honest, by the, by the last match, we're all capped out and maxed out when it comes to, like, cool shit, right? I mean, it just is what it is. You know, it's not a knock. They've done their thing. They brought everything back down to earth. Everything they did mattered. It's a masterpiece. It was as good as I hoped it would be and more. They even at the end give you like a little bit of that kind of, um, you know, the traditional like sort of sequence, exciting closing stretch with the counters and such. But I'm just glad um, Finn's reign lives. I got a little nervous there down the stretch, not because Pete isn't great. It's just like he's doing something special. I think there are very few wrestlers on earth right now that I would say are like objectively better than what Finn is at this moment. I think it's the best work of his career. I think he's been fabulous. So I love this match. Alex. Yeah, I have to echo everything a good friend Joseph just said. I mean, it's for me watching it, right? When from a technical aspect, like I can sit here all day and kind of get into the whole uh specifics of what they did in terms of like the transitions from the arm bars or into the triangles and all of the feeds and all of that smart stuff that people want to talk about. Um, but everything they did mattered like everything that pete did in particular in the in the holds and the transitions was to get to like the next phase of that hold and it had significance be it for the jaw or the shoulder and all of that stuff that had been repaired so like i feel like it was very rewarding to watch if you were paying attention if that makes sense right um and i feel finn balor yeah he has been killing it for me when he first got back to nxt i was a bit like I didn't, I didn't know if he had the steam right away. And I was thinking it was going to be an instant thing because I just love Finn Balor. And then gradually with the work takeover work, particularly the Damian Priest match onwards, I just feel like he's been on another level, really. And as big as a Pete Dunn fan I am, I just don't think the guy's ever had a bad match, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, I agree. I think it has to stay with Finn right now. And I, I mean, I honestly wouldn't be opposed. Edge Finn? I just can't imagine Vince's mind says, oh, I've got Edge coming back. I'm probably going to use him on Finn Balor. I just don't see it. But uh, yeah, in terms of a technical thing, I agree with with what Joe said. I don't need, or I didn't need, the Gargano-Cole-esque title match where it was just finisher, finisher, finisher. Or, you know, not wasn't just finishers, but it was just a myriad of kickouts. Mm-hmm. This was more concentrated for me. It was more technical. I could appreciate the work. And then, yeah, like you said, we did get that down the stretch where even my NXT kind of cushion mind was like, well, maybe Pete's going to kick out of all of this, but he didn't. And I actually appreciate that, appreciated that a lot more. So I feel like when you look at the whole card and there was a whole range of different matches there, I'm so happy that the main event delivered something totally in and of itself on this card. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, Joseph had mentioned this on our show on Thursday that like this is who Finn Balor has become now. He's not the kind of guy who's going to go out there and just do finishing stretch, finishing stretch, finishing stretch. He's going to go out there and 
try to hurt you. Like we saw these with the Kyle O'Reilly matches and we saw it here. Uh, Alex, you mentioned Pete Dunn's triangle. I've absolutely loved this triangle. How many times do we see in wrestling and greatest technical wrestler of all time, the undertaker and his stupid triangle where he doesn't <laughs> get the, the foot underneath the knee and everything like most triangles in wrestling are very bad. Pete Dunn did an excellent job. And he threw in the elbows. He went to the mount on the transition. Just when this stuff is done right, it is excellent. And this is my kind of style of wrestling as well. More technical stuff. Just kind of hard hitting, like kind of MMA hybrid stuff. That's why I love like blood sport. Even like, yeah, I love that too. But even even like Finn played his part really well in like the Coupe de Gras into it. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. the, 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 the gateway into that move was extremely well done. You know, and I, as I mentioned on Twitter earlier, I think Pete as well did like the raising shoulders like Conor McGregor did on Donald Cerrone. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of like different stuff like that. And I think, well, not that I think, I know. I spoke to Pete the other day in an interview and um, he said that he thinks in terms of like bleeding in MMA into wrestling, he thinks Kyler Riley is the best he's ever seen do it. And that's pretty hard to argue. And I think that cocktail right now that we've seen the past few months, Kyle, Pete and Finn, I honestly think they've made each other better if that's hard to explain considering they're like three real veterans. But I think working together, it's made this amazing cocktail of matches and, and styles. It's necessary too, right? Like, I mean, you know, this this may sound like free like-minded fans telling you what they thought of a match, and it is that at core. But I think the point Alex touched on earlier is really key of like, they reached a point with these matches where there was no up. You know, you, you can't continue to just build on excess because eventually it will come crumbling down. I think for some people it had. With this now, you're building a new foundation where it's like the substance is within the story you're telling bell to bell. Right, like Alex used the word rewarding, and and I mentioned this on Thursday. To to me, a truly great match is one where if I come in fifty percent into that thing, I'm way behind and I don't know what's going on. If I can just drop myself in and get ready to get excited, there's no point. You know, we're just killing time at that point. And I think that's a common issue with cross wrestling. It doesn't mean those matches aren't great. It just means they hurt my enjoyment. Yeah, this is the opposite. I mean, there's so much great stuff. Like I always talk about how much I love limb work and stuff, but how many times did Dunn's injured ankle cost him down the stretch. How many little things, little cells to remind you, again, reward you for paying attention. Yeah, it was a beautiful match. I loved it. The corner spot where Dunn is going to do the run up the corner and then flip over Balor, like that was so perfectly done to where I thought it was like Dunn just screwed up and <laughs> didn't get over all the way. And then he holds his knee. I was like, oh, right. His knee isn't good. I was like, that brilliant just such good stuff by these guys uh prab jahas says you guys notice the ufc mentioned during dunn shoulder strikes got me thinking would conor mcgregor work in the mcafee role leading that trio alex mentioned it i don't think mcgregor is coming in i think he's gonna end up fighting again and like you have mcafee for that spot and he's there and he's doing a great job with that uh benny boy 004 says, nice to see Alex on the show. Good egg saying hi. Quick thought, was this the first time a non-UK WWE pay-per-view headlined by two non-North American wrestlers? I am not I'm not a trivia person. Alex, do you know? Joseph? <laughs> no clue. Uh, God, I don't know. Did did F- Fit Finley and Stephen Regal do something? <laughs> <time>? <laughs> I think they headlined, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, it's like three in the morning for me, Alex. Just ch- chill on the test. <laughs> yeah. yeah. cool, cool question. Find the answer for me. Very much. Yeah. Uh, let's get into, so the post-match angle, let's run through some super chats. Undisputed Era breaking up on Valentine's Day. Not like this, Adam, not like this. A uh, lot of respect for Cole tonight. Uno reference, always love him. Um, the table busted. Oh, I missed that one. That was a blue tree read. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> JJ, our buddy JJ, here for the big stars. Jeremy had the pop of the night. Happy Valentine's Day. Chugs turns heel. Thanks for Fightful Gaming for the raid. Yes, Chugs, good friend of the show. Uh, we rate him all the time on the Twitch. And Nerd Guru says, I was perfectly fine with going to bed, having seen a perfect takeover, and then Adam Cole happened. My goddamn undisputed heart. And D-Lo Diggs, the end shot with Roddy freaking ruled. So after the match, um, Oni and Birch come out. They attack Balor. Undisputed Air comes out to save. Kyle O'Reilly is like, it's good. You can trust us. We're good. It's, it's fine. They hit the Undisputed Air pose. And then Adam Cole hits Finn Balor. And then he hits Kyle O'Reilly. Roddy Strong is like, what? What's happening here? Adam Cole heads to the back. Alex, what do you think of this angle? I loved it. Um, I, I mean, I loved it in the sense that it was exciting and I'm still kind of reeling from it. There's still a part of my heart that's like, what are you doing? Um, I, I just feel like there'll be massive money left on the table if you don't 
do something with Undisputed Era on the main roster. But there's time for them to, to kiss and make up and whatnot. And I love it that if it's one of those things, like the, the video package we're going to watch in the coming weeks, I'm sure, there is going to have been loads of little teases where Adam Cole is kind of shot the occasional look to Kyle O'Reilly. Like I've thought it watching the show over the past few months. It was only a matter of time before he started to say, hang on, I am the guy in Undisputed Era. Like, being the best is what Adam Cole is all about. He was never going to be happy taking the backseat. And him not even being on TakeOver is significant in and of itself, right? He's like a staple of the brand. So, uh, I I like, I still think Kyle O'Reilly has big upside as a baby. And there's a lot that they can do there. Um, you know, we talk... Obviously, there's a steeped history of Cole and Kyle O'Reilly outside of NXT, um, which WWE are kind of pros at bringing those. I'm not going to call them little leagues, but let's say you know, Volta and Tyler Bate as an example in progress, put on an NXT UK platform and look what we got. And I feel like that is a direction we could be heading towards as well. But then you've got the Finn Balor in the mix. So I don't know how it's all going to play out. Is it a pure breakup? Uh, it's... It's kind of still up for debate, but all we do know is that Kyle O'Reilly and and Adam Cole are moving in opposite ways. And I think for the freshness of the brand, who, when you look at Undisputed Era, there was a little bit of going like, what next? Because they've kind of done everything. When I think about it like that, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy that we're going to get some fresh, exciting stuff. It's worth, I mean, I have to be honest in saying... I, I love this show. So if you're an NXT loyalist that's very scared, I'm going to ruin your night. I'm not, I promise. <laughs> okay, I'm in a good mood. I love the show. However, I am still very much, I view NXT through the lens of like, here are some really good wrestlers having cool matches. Like I'm not invested to the degree where I'm selling this angle the way people are. But from what I can gather, it's been very successful. People look very upset about this. So that's, <laughs> it's good. Very good. I think this is actually um, a key moment in their trajectory because I mentioned, we were talking about like where they're going. I think they like view O'Reilly as a future top babyface, which Alex referenced there. I think this is a way to cement him as that, as a solo, and then move the other guys up to the main roster. That would be my guess, okay? I think if you look at, we were just talking about the style they're establishing NXT, Kyle O'Reilly would be a tremendous ace, so to speak, for that style, right? I, I think there's something to be said for that. I would not be surprised if the trio is up on the main roster within the next, you know, six months maybe. Um, maybe even sooner, because maybe that match is coming, you know, the O'Reilly Cole match is coming soon. Um, it's It felt necessary. You know, so even as someone who's not like super emotionally invested, like it was very, the baby face run was kind of like, you know, like giving them their due. Almost. <laughs> it was just, it was time, right? And as Alex mentioned, like the Cole character, it made no sense for him to be like, yeah, cool, man. Go for it, Cole O'Reilly. <laughs> it, never, it never fit. It, it, this was perfect. I like the way I did the thing with Roddy. It was very well executed. I have no complaints. Uh, Phil Felice says, the disputed era. They got trouble right now. And uh, Benny Boy says, so quick theory. Undisputed era did the pose one by one. Ballard did the gun pose. Is Cole pissed because Ballard didn't join? Pissed at Kyle for trusting Ballard? It's probably like a little bit of both. And he also wants the title. I mean, he his whole run has kind of been defined by that title. He's his longest reigning NXT champion, maybe the most decorated NXT champion. Now Finn Balor's got it. Balor's getting all the praise and everything. He's beaten Kyle O'Reilly twice. Like why wouldn't Cole go after the title? My my pitch is put Cole and Balor on WrestleMania for the title. Do it do it night one, night two, whenever you want to do it. But put that match on WrestleMania for the title. I'm with Joseph. I don't think that Undisputed Era in whatever incarnation it is, it feels like uh, Roddy will, I guess, stay with Cole Fish. He's out right now. Whenever he comes back, bring them up to the main roster. But put that match on WrestleMania. Bal- I think Balor wants that spot. Cole has openly talked about many times, hey, I'd like to be on WrestleMania before I retire and stuff. But he also just seems like an NXT guy. This is an easy way to get him on WrestleMania since it's a two-night thing. Yeah. I mean, sorry. sorry I mean, you especially over two nights. That seems like an easy win. Like, um, I, you have to remember the Pete Dunne, Adam Cole easy win from Survivor Series mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years ago too. One of the best matches on the card that night. And you know, it, just putting a Vince hat on, which I always say is like the most dangerous thing in the world. You. You have to imagine if you're trying to grow an NXT brand, that's a very easy gateway to doing it as opposed to the Charlotte Flair experiment of uh, last year. So 
that would make a ton of sense to me. Um, but I think, yeah, we've all touched on it here. In terms of the Undisputed Era, and I think Joe actually encapsulated it pretty perf- perfectly, the babyface run. I mean, if there had been fans there, it might have been different because they were always like the cool heel band almost. So maybe they were due like their appreciation. But in this COVID-stricken era, it just wasn't really what it could have been. Um, you know, I, I can't really sell you anything as a tandem that they did babyface wise outside of war games that was particularly memorable. So this did need to happen. Uh, and the payoff, the way they go from here. Yeah. You, you mean Adam Cole, do people want him to have the title again? Uh, I mean, yeah, he had it a long time. It's not for me, but <laughs> at the same time, there's a lot you can do with him kind of this fresh turn and, uh, and being the gateway to get Kyle into that top spot before inevitably, Hopefully, he's on the main roster. Yeah, it's um, it feels like a necessary step. If you're really going to do this, NXT is the third brand thing. You're going to have guys signed to be there forever. I feel like you've got to work, let them work Mania, right? That's mm. you know that's one of the ultimate things. I think Cole's mentioned it before. It feels like a necessary step. I agree. Mary Guru says, call it what it was, Charlotte Flair disaster. It wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> It was, it was a great match. It was a great match, though. They That's... had plans. The pandemic happened. You know. You know. <laughs> you know. Things, heard the things man. Uh, Gorilla Press says, "Hello, gentlemen. What do you rate this, mates? Uh, if you if you mean the match, four and a quarter stars. That's that's what I'm giving." <laughs> I don't know, man. It's too late for star ratings. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a star do that tomorrow. person. <laughs> I'm extending my gimmick, but that's still a little far for me. I'm not that quick on the drink, you know. <laughs> Uh, Georgie Mean says Adam Cole should win Money in the Bank. I mean, I'm I'm fine with it. I'm fine with Adam Cole winning Money in the Bank. Any other thoughts on the main event before we go back in time to the pre-show? We, we loved it, Jeremy. We all had great fun. We we sound like old men. We're talking about psychology and selling and all this weird stuff. <laughs> Let's get on to the spots, baby. Let's go. Uh, pre-show LA Knight debuts. Eli Drake, hottest free agent in NXT. He's here. He's here. What do you think, Alex? Um, you excited for the LA night? <laughs> it's it's a name. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, still like a, a fairly good introduction in terms of getting his charisma and his personality over and stuff. Um, you know, I, I did think that the promo, for want of a better term, was a bit weird. Like, you're the guy from Barstool Sports. And he just kept talking over him going, yeah, yeah. Well, and I was like, just let him talk. Oh, shut up. Um, so I, I mean, yeah, I'm excited to see him. Like, obviously, we know what Eli Drake can bring to the table. Um, I'm interested to see where he fits in the NXT equation. Um, I'm not sh- I don't want to make too many predictions. I was about to sell him short. I'm not going to. But um, I, w- I am interested to see where LA Knight, uh, what, what that character entails. Because it's funny, when you look at like the Robert Stones or Malcolm Bivens, there's a lot of people that I've been excited to see and I haven't necessarily got my reward, or they fitted in somewhere different than maybe I imagined. But yes, certainly Malcolm Bivens. I think there's a lot you could be doing with that guy. But still, uh, I am interested to see where he fits. Joseph, the NWA takes another hit here. Tough times. Stings, man. Still flying the flag, brother. I'm ready to go. Nick, if you need me, I'm ready. 30 minutes, anytime. Um, I've always liked Eli Drake, even when incredibly unpopular to do so. I think he's very talented. He's a very good promo. NXT needs some personality for me and not the personality where it's like written into the script as this is when someone is shows personality and is funny, you know, just actual talkers and guys. I agree with the guys Alex mentioned are already there. They're not on the show. Very sad. But you know, <laughs> Eli's cool. Like I'm happy for him because he'd been waiting around. He was due another TV run to me. Do I think they're going to do a lot with him? I mean, if you want to be honest, absolutely not. But like, I hope they do. I like him. I like the Eli Joe or the LA Knight. You know, the hilarious name. Because as soon as we read it, we all went, oh, you're going to do L-A. Oh, yeah. The, the L-A night. <laughs> yeah, the L-A night, yes. Tremendous. Uh, Albert M says, hadn't watched NXT in a while. Good show, but man. This commentary sucked. Do not enjoy it. Wade and Beth. Oh, it is good. Three three person booths are tough. It, it's tough. Uh, I like Beth, that team. Do what? I like that team, Jeremy. I'm yeah, sorry. I do, too. I do. I'm not happy with that comment. Um, <laughs> I, I, do, I, do, I do agree with what you're saying, though. The three like, I never really loved the whole graduation to three person booth yeah. but maybe that's because i'm old and i'm like oh jr and king were great uh so i don't know but I, I like all of them individually like beth's come on a long way i like wade so yeah 
I think best sometimes can get lost in the shuffle, but that's again, that's what happens in a three person booth. But I think Wade and Vic are, are excellent. Uh, we opened with the Dusty Cup women's final. Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez defeat Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. Em- er, I mean, Ember Moon was great in this match. I, all four women were great in this match. Raquel Gonzalez shined very bright in this match, just tossing people around. Uh, there was a scary spot, at least scary in my mind. Top rope, cross body block, doomsday to the outside. What are these women thinking? That's That was insane to me. Raquel is tossing people into uh, the, the plexiglass, tossing people off the ramp and everything. I thought this was a great match. It was a perfect opener. Um Joseph, I know you had to sort of defend a little on, on Twitter here in that the, the baby faces were working heel. Joseph, what was happening? This So here's the thing, okay? <laughs> this match was clearly divisive. If you didn't like it, that's fine. Okay, we all like different stuff, but you're wrong. And here's why. <laughs> <laughs> baby faces are allowed to isolate an opposite members, like an opposite team's member and work a limb. It's just smart tactics. They don't have to be dumb all the time. I thought that was great. I love that because it gives the shine some substance, because look, we all know in reality, if you look at this card, MSK were clearly going to have like a flashy shine later in the night, right? That was going to be much more traditional in terms of structure. They had to do something different. I think they did it. I think Ember was tremendous in the segment where she was, you know, keeping uh, the coat away. The match was really about, as you mentioned, Jeremy, and I don't think it bodes well, to be honest, moving forward. It was about making Raquel look like an absolute destroyer, which is fine, but that kind of tells me that the end game here is, is Raquel in a singles rather than yeah. them becoming tag champs, which bums me out a little bit because like, I just think, to me, Shotzi and Ember are such perfect champs this, for these belts that are like forever struggling. But, you know, I'll have to wait on that, I guess. Um, I just, I was so, I loved the match. And I thought that, that that first segment then allowed them to do the rest and it felt more earned to me. You know, Raquel almost came in like it was a hot tag, but it was really the cutoff, right? She was just, she was getting off, she was flinging everyone everywhere. Um I thought it built well. Obviously, they get excessive at the end, but I, I thought it, it felt more earned in this case. I was ready for it to escalate and get to that next level. Um, and then the finish, I, I could have done without like, the double pin, threw me off. The referee, this was not a night to showcase the referee's integrity. From what, from what I, but I, I loved the match. I was surprised to see it, it kind of, um, it wasn't as big on everyone else. It, it, it surprised me very much. Alex? Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Um, I, th- I think, as the night wore on, it you know like, I, I liked it a lot, is what I'm saying. But as the night wore on, I was like, hmm, you know, maybe it wasn't. I'm not trying to <laughs> trying to be nice, but like it's in yeah, terms of nice. like where it position is in the card on the night. I don't think even saying that it was the worst match on the card. Again, I'm looking for different wording. Would even be an insult on this card. But um, yeah, I, I thought it started strong. The Doomsday is the new apron spot. Don't steal um, my tweets, Alex. Yeah, Don't steal I'll my take, tweets. I'll ta- oh, did, what? <laughs> I, refute, I refute that. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, considering that we saw it later on with uh, MSK as well, although Wesley sold the absolute hell out of that. Um, yeah, it was two in one night. Normally, they talk about these things, man. You know you know, backstage. Um, so, I, I don't know. I, I, I think, and I said this on Twitter, it was about Raquel Gonzalez. It has been about Raquel Gonzalez for months now, stretching back to war games. And even before that, she's clearly being positioned as the woman to face EO, uh, probably WrestleMania season. But as Joe says, that doesn't really correlate great with these tag title shots and, and what's going to happen there. I do think the tag belts would be great in NXT anyway, because again, to, uh, to, to jump on what Joe said, Man, those belts haven't been treated well at all. Uh, really, Bailey, like the, the, the stretch with like the Kabuki Warriors, Bailey and Sasha is like the only real memorable stretch that they've had. So um, I, I think it's going to serve them well to come down here. Ember and Shotzi probably would have benefited from it more if you're going to move Raquel on. But then there might be a story in play with Raquel and Dakota as well that maybe leads us to EO, which I'm prepared to watch out. So um, either way, goal was accomplished. Entertaining start. Uh, and as you said, Jeremy, a very good opener. Nerd Guru says, like the great Alex Polsky said, I'm manifesting Raquel plummeting Nia Shano or Lana Naomi through the ring with that powerbomb for the win. Benny Boy says, Ember and Shotzi, permanent team now. Joseph and I talked about this on Thursday. Like, Ember and Shotzi seemed like the right call to win here. You give them the, the women's tag titles over Shayna and Nia, and you just have them be the, the traveling 
the traveling team and it helps NXT because like, Hey, here's your NXT team. They're your women's tag team champions. Uh, watch the show on Wednesday. They come up on Monday, some Mondays and Fridays, defend the titles a little bit. Like it seems like it, it seems like that, that would be, would have been a good plan. Now I'm worried that I guess you could still do that. You put the titles on Raquel and Dakota Ember and Shotzi get them back and then go from there. It feels like it's more of whoever the women's tag team champs are, they win because Raquel and Dakota have something yeah. happen with them. Uh, we will see where it goes, but those those belts feel like they're meant for NXT more with all the depth in the women's division there than they yeah. are for Raw and SmackDown. I mean, especially if that, that's a real conversation, does NXT have the greatest women's division? I mean, North America for one, but maybe the world showcase it then you know do give them that yeah. platform and, and look at the depth of the women they've got there use that as a strength across the board yeah on that point i, I do have to i'm gonna do this every time we do a takeover jeremy so just you know lock it into the schedule um i am still waiting for an explanation as to why after coming back from like a, an 18 month absence from an achilles tear we don't all just talk about ember moon every day because she's back and is as good as ever and she's mm. just extraordinary one of the best in-ring performers that division has ever seen i'm waiting to be apologized to. Not worried of you two <laughs> gentlemen, but the wider wrestling audience. Thank you. Uh, North American title match. Johnny Gargano retains against Kushida. He hit one final beat on the ramp, and then he hit it again in the ring. Kushida did a lot of arm work in this match for the hoverboard box. Some, some excellent counters and transitions and just uh, chain wrestling and submission holds in this match. I thought this match was great. I said beforehand I thought this was going to be the best match of the show. I lean now towards Dunn and Balor now that the show is over, but this this match was still excellent. Alex, thoughts? Yeah, again, I thought this was a perfect match of like all the great things Kushida could do in the technical aspect and the traditional Johnny Gargano kind of high octane down the stretch uh, finish move sequence. Like, I, I just thought it blended in perfectly, and it was the Kushida we've been waiting to see for. He's been with WWE for maybe what, just before Mania two years ago, so. Like two years, and this is the first time we're getting the coming out party really for Kushida is ludicrously overdue. I, much like the, the next match of MSK and, and Grizzled Young Veterans, I got the winner here wrong. I, I thought it was the Kushida moment. Like it looked like he'd been building that way f- again for months. Um, I'm okay if it ends up him going up another level and it's the NXT title, but seeing what we saw at the end of the show, it's very hard to imagine where he'll factor in there. So I'm just hoping that he doesn't get lost in the shuffle or, you know, WWE move on to the next or whatever. Um, either way, Kushido, Kushido, Kushida, <laughs> uh, put on an amazing performance with Johnny. I, I thought the tempo and the rhythm of the match was just phenomenal. Like their gas tanks were outrageous the whole way. They literally didn't let out for one minute and um, I've got, again, no complaints. At this point, I'm saying this is match of the night. I agree. I think it actually, you know, what you was touching on a moment ago with the end, the opening match and being like, by the end of the night, my, you know, this is a beautiful match. But after watching Balor and Dunn, I now I'm going to sound like I'm lowering it than I was. I love, <laughs> I love this match. It was an incredible match. My my small gripes, I liked that the finish, you know, was um was was built around the fact Kushida's neck had been worked over. That was the cutoff spot. Was the neck. I wish they'd have just like done more with that throughout the match you know like the gargano was so focused on it early and then it lost this way because she kind of stopped selling it and then went back to it right at the end i just would wish they'd give us a little bit more of a, a straight line narrative you have one unheard message hi i was calling current the influencer marketing platform but i think i just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast Well, anyways, I was calling Kern because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, (laughs) I could really use Kern. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at kern.tech. 
your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. There. Um, but outside of that, I mean, this is basically perfect. It's, it really, I feel, I agree with what Alex said about it blended them, but it felt very much like a Kushida, a great Kushida match to me. And that's the ultimate compliment because I love Kushida. He <laughs> came out of this, I thought, even though he lost and it was, you know, he actually lost, it wasn't any the way nonsense. I thought he looked great. I loved that early on when they were doing the cool, you know, wrestling exchange and stuff. Without foul, almost Kushida would come out on top of those exchanges, right? Like he would, he would always eventually because he's the he's the better pure wrestler. Johnny had to kind of adjust things and do things differently. They told a really cool story in there. I, I get that Gargano isn't for anyone now more than ever after like he's been around for so long on, on this stage. I actually thought this was one of his more kind of substantial matches that I would happily rewatch. I thought it was really, really great stuff. Yeah, me too. And uh, just on that point, by the way, um, when you say about the the neck and that. Mm-hmm. Gargano um, had his arm worked or shoulder, either or, for like, it, 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 it made me if they'd reversed how much they were worked. Do you know what I mean? Because I felt like that was going to be the finish when Kushida had him locked in the arm bars and whatnot because his arm had been worked that much. So I, I guess um, just to be a picky old man, I wish that, yes, maybe um, it had been reversed a little bit. Maybe the neck had been worked as much as Gargano's arm yeah. was, but there you go. Yeah, and, and on that point, I'm sorry, Jeremy, I know you've got Super Chats looming. <laughs> on that point, while we're being old men about this, I do wish it got, they, they pushed the barometer a little far for me with the arm bar late. You know, when they'd, he'd worked the arm for 20 minutes and it was like, Johnny's sitting in his arm bar, he's, yeah. he's doing yeah. the wrestling head. What would it take to, to get rid of him? <laughs> yeah, it's, it, that can be a difficult time. Anyway, Jeremy, Karen will host the show. But Brian says, Shocker, Kushida is good at wrestling. Loved it. Kushida is excellent at wrestling. I'm with you guys. I thought that this was going to be Kushida's moment. It seemed like it anyway. It was setting up for it. Uh, It wasn't. And now I'm just worried that he's going to be moody Kushida and he's got to turn heel. And then he finally wins the title. I did like that it it was a clean match. There was no the way nonsense. Uh, Dexter Loomis drugged Austin Theory. Uh, before the match, and then the uh, Loray and Indy went to look for him. I guess they didn't find him. That's fine if he stays disappearing. No problem with that. Uh, <laughs> uh, probable cause says it is blasphemy that, that I'm tired of Gargano super comeback 1000 kickouts match. His matches are the same healer face to me. I didn't feel like this was the same as his usual I didn't. stuff. I didn't oh, either. I agree. Yeah, I think so. And this is not a you know knock on the, the comment because I do it too. I think sometimes we can. Like kind of confirmation bias ourselves, right? I mean, I know I do it very, very much. So it's fine. Maybe give it another watch someday. Mm. Uh, Carlos Easy says, the only thing I would have changed about tonight's entire show was having Kushida win. The last 10, 15 minutes of the match were unreal, though. Yeah, I think Kushida win would have been better. And like they mentioned, you can't do all that arm work and then sit in an arm bar for 20 minutes and be like, eh, he's not going to tap out quite yet. Little- Here's the thing, though. In fear of being too generous to a brand that I have historically destroyed on this program, this isn't even the distraction. I just claim it is now. Um, <laughs> do you not think when we get to the next match, that triumphant win was helped by the fact that two heels had won? Because I, I think there is something to that. Anyway, we'll yeah. get to it. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's true. And let's get into it. Benny Boy says, match of the night for me was MSK yeah. and Grizzled Young Veterans after watching Wesley in that match. I really want him versus Ricochet now. Not this version of Ricochet. Where do Grizzled <laughs> Young Veterans go now? Um, well, let's get he into was, it. Dusty was, Cup, men's <laughs> final. <laughs> <laughs> he wants Ricochet and Wesley on main event. He wants yeah, yeah, that's where you're going to see that match. Uh, Six-minute special on Hulu. Um, <laughs> uh, Dusty Cup final, MSK, Grizzled Young Veterans. MSK pick up the victory with their – it's a lifted neck breaker, but like they do different variations of it. And with this one, Wesley is doing 20 flips into this neck breaker. It looks tremendous every time. Wesley was amazing in this match, by the way. His dive over the corner post, he took a doomsday uh, he took a doomsday clothesline on the apron, which looked horrible. His hot tag is so good. I like I like MSK. They they work very well together. They chain a lot of moves together very well. And Grizzled Young Veterans are one of the more underrated teams, I think. I thought this was the right call, MSK winning. Alex? Yeah, I mean, 
I'm fine with it. I just thought Grizzled Young Vets because they came close last year. And, you know, I, I feel like as champions, I know it's not like winning a belt, but um, in NXT UK, they really built themselves by being the, the champions. You know, everyone thought Mustache Mountain would have been great first champions in NXT UK, but then it was like too obvious. So you could make someone else by having them beat them. And I, I, I guess that's what I thought might happen with MSK, like just by association of getting this far in this early in their run and having this stage at TakeOver, that would make them in itself. But actually the victory did really solidify them. There was a couple of moments in the match where like, you know, Gibson and, and Drake are like huddled together waiting. And I, I just hate that. But um Wesley for okay, Jim. Okay, Jim. It's yeah, okay. I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> but you know, Wesley was super explosive. I I enjoyed Nash Carter as well. Like the intensity he had midway through the match, where that actually gave him a bit of character development. Because at that point, everyone is just thinking about Wesley, and rightly so, because the guy is you know knocking his socks off. But he had that kind of intensity that he showed with Zach Gibson. Like, no, I'll I'll go with you, and I'll get gritty, and that's another element to MSK as well, which I liked being showcased. Obviously, the match is visually stunning. Like, you don't need me to sit here and tell you, yeah, there was loads of really good because because obviously, obviously there was. Um, I just feel like it made both teams great. You could do more from here. Grizzled Young Veterans don't really lose anything. Yeah, I, again, as I said to Pete Dunn earlier, I, I can't remember the last bad match they had or match that wasn't good to great. So everyone did their jobs here, really. And MSK getting this rub this early, I think, is awesome. Um, very interested to see where they can go from here. And funny enough, somebody replied to me on Twitter and they were like, oh, I'd never seen, or, you know, they don't watch Impact, so they had no idea what these guys were like before they saw them. But for those who do, they'll know that there is the likes of Ace Austin and Chris Bay and Trey Miguel, of course, um, with the MSK Association. Impact have a lot of these guys. Um, so it's great to see them showcase and winning new fans. Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I actually think... Um... While we are all right to be doing, you know, the Wesley talk, I think Alex touched on something that was important there, which is, I think um, Nash, Nash, he <laughs> kind of became like the emotional root of the match, you know, as he was as he was kind of overflowing with his aggression and intensity, and, and the announcers put over his story. I thought it became a pretty cool dynamic they had. They played this pretty perfectly because the truth is, again, one, it feels like a distant memory now. After the last match, you're kind of spent, right? You're like man, that was a great match. What are we going to do here? And they use this structure to kind of work into that, where we've all seen the Grizzled Young Vets do these, like, you know, picture-perfect heat segments, and I think they can do it great. This really wasn't the time for that, right? They they slowed things down. They took a control segment. It wasn't a thing where you could kind of switch off the wrong word with wrestling reviewers. We're very professional, obviously. But you could take a deep breath. You know, everything's fine. The, the Kushida did lose, but you have, you've stopped crying. You've cl- you cleaned yourself up. Everything's good, <laughs> right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, you look up, and the Wesley's he's doing flips everywhere. He's getting excited. I'm getting excited. And then you just transition into what, what was mentioned earlier, like visually stunning. I mean, this, the closing, how many minutes? Between 10 minutes of this match are, like, absurd. Aren't they? They're, like, extraordinary to a degree that doesn't seem fathomable for humans. <laughs> an, an all-time thriller in the exactly, like, time perfectly within the show. You know, you just had a great professional wrestling match. And not to say this isn't a great wrestling match, what I'm saying is it's, like, Okay, deep breath. Where's the roller coaster going next? It was it was wonderful. And I think to their credit, the babyface whim felt really truly sincere, which is very difficult in this setting when this is awesome chance of being pumped into my heroes. It honestly felt real, and and that's that's a real credit to these guys. They did great. Nerd Guru says this is the only second actual team to win the cup rather than two singles guys throwing together, and that is a good thing. Look, they've been, they signed MSK, they brought them in for this tournament. And they've given them four straight wins now to set them up for a title shot. Like they're clearly high on these guys. If you're going to bring someone in and push them, like this is how you do it. Like mm. they, they've looked excellent. I think there's a lot of star potential with these two. If they continue down this, the the thing of course is main roster tag team wrestling. I, I don't have a lot of faith in that, but in NXT, there is certainly a lot of star potential with these two guys. Yeah, and, and then to be fair, the NXT tag team titles, I know they're on Birch and Lorcan right now, but you know, not even on the card tonight. They haven't been as prevalent as they have been in the past, so hopefully MSK will be a nice injection into that scene. And, you know, my worry would be you get to the main roster with these two and people look at Wesley and say, oh, well, you know, 
Ooh. You'll get that ricochet match uh, on main event with well, him. Well, that's it. You know, uh, you, you know, they get split and people go, oh, Wesley's the star. But uh, I feel like Nash Carter, like you said, he brought a lot to the table tonight as well. So I'm very much looking forward to what else they've got in store. Yeah, the, the segments worry me slightly. I would, I am very concerned that they're becoming a good example of what I said earlier, where it's like, okay, now on the show, guys are entertaining. You know, it's like, just let them be, man. Like, film some pre-state stuff with them. Let them find a rhythm. They've done it elsewhere, as we've seen, right? It isn't that difficult. It doesn't have to be like, you know, HBK dialogue, pal. <laughs> just wait until these two get into a ladder match, Joseph. My oh, yeah. <laughs> good point. Then they'll go over. Yeah. Uh, I did like with the babyface wins with the celebration. It came off weird when Raquel and Dakota did it. Right. You know, I, I understand they're happy to to win and they get a title shot, but it felt very strange. This one, like Joseph said, like it felt a lot more genuine when they were celebrating and the pyros going off and the confetti's falling and everything. Someone said it on Twitter, and I apologize that I don't remember who it was. When it was Raquel and Dakota, it felt like a cutscene when you win a championship in like a video game or something. And it's like, hey, your team won. Here they are. Put them in there, and here's the pyro and stuff falling. So good. That's such. Yeah. Yeah. They should be on the show. Not us. That's so good. <laughs> I hate that. I can't remember who's on the on that um the team comment from Nerd Guru. Has there been a bad team though? That you know what I mean? Like that have, that yeah. have won the Dusty Cup because I, I think Finn and Samoa Joe we remember fondly. Do we not? And the Bruiserweights were good while they lasted. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just no. I'm with you. I think it's difficult for me because some of my favorite tag matches are guy like two singles guys just working the tag match with integrity. My issue is when it becomes like an angle, a plot point. You know, now granted that was very much the case for and Finn Balor, but in the yeah, tournament, in the tournament though, they worked as a, as a babyface team, right? It wasn't like you know the old how will they ever coexist deal. I get the the critique, I do get it, but I just personally it isn't a problem. You know, I guess I, the, I'm for it. I guess the critique does matter because if you keep doing that every year, then it does dilute the point yeah. of doing it. I guess. Yeah, I think it would be helped if more often in WWE and maybe just in American wrestling in general two top single stars were a team that didn't split up at the end. They just would like go back and forth from singles to tag, Like they're associated with each other rather than it always being like, Oh, how long are we wait until the turn here? I think some more diversity in that regard would help because it does always feel like a plot point. Unfortunately. Mm. Co-main event, NXT women's championship match, triple threat, Io Shirai, Tony Storm, Mercedes Martinez. Io Shirai picks up the victory, retains the title, hits the moonsault on Mercedes. Uh, this match Maybe bad placement. Um, it was tough. The table spot did not help things. Uh, Triple H commented that, you know, what happens, you add them through it. They they still worked it well. I, I thought it was fine, but, like, you're coming off that MSK match, and it's tough to, to pick up after that. And I think that's going to be the knock on this match. Alex? Yeah, um, again, it didn't maybe reach the heights that in my mind thought it might. It had, like, plenty of hard-hitting spots and moments, you know, Mercedes – doing what she does and kind of ragdolling the women around and Tony getting involved and EO doing what EO does, you know, flipping around the ring and, and whatnot. There was a lot of cool stuff that they did. Um, I just don't think it ever got into the rhythm that you would hope for. And that's the thing. I thought it was just getting clicking maybe, and then it ended. So I, I could have done with maybe a five minute more stretch of that, but then I guess we'll never know what the direction was going to be coming out of the table spot and all of that stuff. I guess I guess that's something that you have to kind of grant them. Uh, finish, yeah, it's fine. I, did, I it didn't like blow me away. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I think after what I'd seen on the card, like it was a solid match. But um, I, I guess I'd hoped for more. Yeah, it's difficult, right? Because I think we can all agree a you know sequence heavy cool move triple threat was not the the not a perfect follow-up to an msk match i mean we can all get that now the issue is if you really look at it like would a 20 minute traditional title match have been better here it was going to be tough regardless because of the way this particular card mapped out i think this match had problems going into it in the sense that like i personally just never bought either either challenger as a title winner you're like me mm. but you know i'm so speaking myself and that's always difficult when you're all on a show like this um but the match itself was good. It just suffered from everything Alex touched on, you touched on, Jeremy. Like, it's you, you've maxed out at that point. You know, you're sitting back, you're like, okay, I've seen some pretty awesome stuff. It's difficult to react to, to the visually impressive stuff so much. Um, I thought Mercedes was the star of the match. I thought she was tremendous. I was really happy to see her after, you know, things fell apart with whatever they had planned for her elsewhere. And she was back here and she, she looked great. I was hoping she'd win. But again, I never really kind of thought she would. Um, 
it feels like, I mean, Io is obviously maybe the best female wrestler in the world, just one of the best wrestlers in the world, but it feels like her reign needs like a jolt of some kind. Right? It feels like it needs like a, I don't know, I don't think Tony's been the, the contender they maybe wanted her to be. Maybe Raquel is. I'm not sure, but it feels like it needs a jolt of some kind. It's funny, though, because, you know, you think of any great title reign and it's normally the nemesis that you have. And I don't know if she's had a great, not, yeah. not a great nemesis because she's worked with loads of great women. But, I mean, they haven't had that stellar rivalry that you right. you, know, you go, OK, that's the hallmark of the reign. You know, like that kind of made, going way back here, but The Rock in 2000 had Triple H that whole kind of year and nobody got mm-hmm. tired because the chemistry was just there. I don't know if EO's had that. You know, they, they could have done... And maybe they are trying to do it because of the way the finish went down. They could have done Tony and EO just harkening to the history of the May Young Classic, really. Yeah. They could have built a story in and of around that. Um, but really, that was kind of just a throwaway comment from Tony in the lead up to this triple threat. And, but, you know, while, like I said, I'm happy to see Mercedes get her shine too. Um, but again, I'm just thinking to myself, who's really going to take it off EO? Because the next step for her, obviously, there's a bunch, a bunch of great matches for her on the main roster that you you can imagine with Oscar and Sasha and whatnot. That's there. That's when you're ready to do it. So what is there for her in NXT? What are they building towards? It seems to be Raquel, so it remains to be mm-hmm. seen if they're going to be like incredible chemistry dance partners. I don't know. I mean, it's in ring, you can see like it's a simple story to tell, right? Like I think we can all see what that match would look like. I just... Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's been an interesting one to follow. I, I agree with your point. Um, this match kind of encapsulated some of my overarching issues. And it's a comment you said way like, you know, uh, 40 minutes ago when we started this 24-hour show about NXT. Um, best talent ball in the in the game, right? This this women's division. I still feel like they have, like, tears to climb as far as using it correctly. You know? I think this match I think this match captured that. Like, it was, it felt just kind of, it felt like the cold match on the show, which I think these women are way better than. So, I don't know. I'm hoping we get a singles match for both the women in here. It really just made me want those because I have to be honest with you guys. I'm sure as equally old men, you agree. I don't know. I'm done with these. I'm, I'm done with the, 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 the multi-person. I've had enough. I've had enough of it. I can't do it anymore. It's, it, it's, it feels now like we're hitting the same notes every single time with these matches. So while it was good, it's just not one I'm going to remember you know, next week, which is a shame. I like Alex's point of an actual like rivalry for for EO is you look at who she's faced it's like oh she's beaten Tegan Dakota Rhea now Mercedes and Tony Storm like these are good victories to have on your resume as title defenses but it's like none of these matches felt that big like EO and Ripley felt big just because it was like EO and Ripley but it wasn't like this great rivalry that had been built up for for weeks or months or anything it was just like hey I'm you know, I was a dominant champion. You're the champion now. Let's have a match. Like that's yeah. that's kind of what that was, and then, and that was on like free TV too. Like we need an actual great rivalry. It seems like they're they're setting up to Raquel. Raquel's come a long way. Uh, you give her more time and everything. I think she can get there. They're clearly high on her. I think that could be a great rivalry for her if they actually let that be a rivalry and not here's EO. She's losing and then going up to the main roster or something. Uh, I wonder if it feels a bit like. You know when Bailey was just defending the title a ton earlier this year, and it was she was just running through people like Nikki yeah. Cross, Lacey Evans, etc. And it was like you knew that she was on her run, and eventually it was going to be Sasha. Obviously, we don't know who the end game is for you, but um, it was just kind of like, well, she's not going to lose, is she? And it's just yeah, they're good matches or whatever, entertaining. But mm-hmm. it was just like okay, we know she's going to be the dominant champion for a while. And that's kind of how it's felt with Io, which. Uh, for me, as entertaining and as much as I love watching EO, it does take you out a little bit, kind of knowing she ain't dropping it. If, when you really think about it and you listen to the names Jeremy kind of lined up a moment ago, it feels like they missed out with Rhea. I feel like there was a, a multi-match program there that they kind of just like, they were looking elsewhere with Rhea and clearly still are looking. They haven't found anything yet. <laughs> <laughs> they got in the end. Their new set of glasses. It's good for her growth, Joseph. It's good for yeah. her growth. I mean, their match was just magic. <laughs> One of my favourite matches last year. There, I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel like they missed on a program there. But what do I know? I, I'm with. It's a shame. It feels like we didn't like this match, but I think we all did. Yeah. It's on this show, relatively speaking, right? Yeah, it's, I like, it's different. It's different. I, like, I like the way Jeremy just seldom quotes Triple H conference uh, calls. Yeah. Yes, that's what I do. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, by the way, again, in fear of doing serious wrestling talk here, are we slightly concerned about Raquel in this spot? being utilised in a fashion that positions her too obviously as, like, the chosen one. Because while I personally 
genuinely do not care. We know how this can trend, right? It can, it can get the wrong kind of heat. And NXT is now, very boldly, very loudly, a third brand. The, to me, the way to develop Raquel is to give her the title, so I'm for it. This isn't developmental, right? This is this is the third brand. I'm not saying she's not up to that role. I'm just saying we agree it's the most stacked women's division in wrestling. It's difficult. That's a lot of pressure for her. Are we concerned somewhat about how it could affect her overall kind of long-term trajectory? Well, I think in this day and age for wrestling fans, being able to telegraph anything is like a death wish. Um, as, <laughs> as you know, as, as Roman Reigns discovered very, very um, right. scar- scarily years and years ago. I mean, and, and that's all down to the booking and how you position someone. Like we can see Raquel coming. I think the difference is whether the fans buy it or whether they're into it, whether they want it. Um, uh, Raquel hasn't given us any reason to be like, you know, she's not who we want and she's not being positioned as a super baby face either, which I think is kind of crucial in the dynamic. Mm-hmm. If it's being forced upon you as a, as a baby face and that you're being told that this is your guy, you're meant to cheer for them. That's different. I think maybe to yeah. someone else arriving in the scene. I, I hope she does arrive. And I, I, I honestly think the long-term thing for NXT, they do want Raquel to be a baby face. So it is interesting, but I, I don't know. Does it feel right now? Like, yeah, that's it. That's the next ticket. I'm not totally sure. No. Like, hopefully NXT. Uh, hopefully NXT get me there. But I don't know. It's difficult because. Go ahead, Jeremy. You you can talk on the show too. We're just in a Brit out. Brit out. You're on fire. Go ahead, Jeremy. A Brit out. Maybe they are kind of slow building it because I'll I'll try to play play optimism here of Raquel and yeah I know uh, Raquel and Dakota like maybe they win the titles they hold it for a little bit then the split comes later they do a singles program between EO and Tony and maybe they don't get the title on Raquel until like the summer or something because it, it certainly feels like all right mania seems like the time to do it maybe they just hold off until the summer I think two things could help one being a heel uh, like if there's resentment towards her, then it won't seem as big. It's like, well, there should be, she's the heel. She's the chosen one. It's almost like a Charlotte flair thing. That's worked out really well for them. Right. Um, and, then, <laughs> and two, they can just tell the fans who, how to, how to react for it. Like, Hey, you want to cheer? Go cheer. Like, let's we'll pipe in the correct response for her. You really, optimistic, <laughs> really optimistic, man. Very good. Yeah, um, that's the optimism. Do we, so do we think if we're going, we're looking too far ahead here, we're getting out of hand, but, if we imagine she's the champ by the end of this year, do we all agree that Shotzi Blackheart is probably like the baby face that slays her eventually in a sort of ideal world? Probably. Yeah. I mean, it would make sense, right? I'm very intrigued to see where Xylee's going. Um, yeah. I, like, cause I just feel as complex that's the word I'm going to use here as her story is <laughs> uh, and what they're building. Like, I do think she does look a star, is a talent, has has everything. Like, her and EO could do great things, maybe. So, I, I do think that she could factor in. But Shotzi is certainly someone who's got huge upside as a baby face. People are already invested in her now. So, you know, I, I yeah, that would make a world of sense to me, her and Raquel. Just, just wait for the Reddit threads on the Zia Lee character. Then everyone will get it all. They'll figure it all out. Sitting yeah. on my bed says the table busted when Tony touched it. This wouldn't have happened with Blue Chew. Okay, I gotta, I gotta read the super chats. All right, guys, I, I have to. Um, there was one more that I need from from this match, and I will find it at, at some point if you guys want to. Talk about the women's division more. What do you want? Who's that least favorite match? Here we go. Here we go. Was there a rush finish for the women's title match? Not long after the dive, but it was a finisher fashion. Like it could have had fifth, five to ten more minutes. I think Triple H said on the media call that like it wasn't a rush finish. They they gave them the time that they needed. Um, the the table obviously kind of messed things up, but then they improvised from there. But I don't believe it was any type of a, a rush finish. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing: is like I did the War Games review, and by the end of that show, I thought I'd been for an actual war. I mean, it was a great time, but it was like twelve <laughs> hours long. I think well, some matches have to be a little shorter, right? I mean, it's a bummer for those women, but like you know, is what it is. Nerd Guru says, I wouldn't hate building to Io and or Io and uh, Zayali. Again, the Reddit threads for that for that build are going to be insane. Just insane. They're going to look back and be like, when Zayali did this and when she was raised by dragons and stuff, that was clear at, at Io Shirai. That was a clear reference to Io Shirai, who was also raised by dragons. Evil? The, the thing about evil? You get it? You get it there? It's, that's what it's going to be. You need to be stopped. You need to be stopped. It's nearly 4 a.m. here for us. 
Yeah. Please start with the theme Bray Wyatt references, Jeremy Lambert. <laughs> Wait, I can do this. I can do it. Oh, oh no. Please. There it is. There it is. <laughs> There he I, is. I had to work hard for that. It's like, where is it? Oh. <laughs> Again, he is nearly 4 a.m. <laughs> uh, overall thoughts on this show, Alex? Yeah, I, I always hate being so upfront, like, best show of the year. But, um, you know, because you always set yourself up to say that about 17 times, especially by February. But um, I do think it is one of the strongest overall wrestling shows I've seen thus far this year. Um, I can't, you know, I, I'm getting picky maybe about the triple threat women's match. But other than that, the rest of them were of a really, really high caliber. And when you look at the highs of the card, there's a lot of them, right? With Kushida and Gargano, the tag match. And the main event, again, I probably sound like an idiot, but I love my main event to be like the apex of the card. That's what you should really strive for. And that's what it felt like tonight. It delivered everything that I hoped, the matches that I really wanted or, you know, in certain talents to come out, I feel like they did. So I, I, I loved it. I, I'm i going to say it's my favourite card of, of the year thus far. I'll, I will stop short I of mean, saying we're, the best. We're, we're 14 days into February. It's not like this is a huge limb you're going out. 15, pal. Yeah. 15, sorry. 15 for you guys. Yeah, but I can just imagine all the New Japan fans going, what oh, true, are true. you talking about? They always <laughs> You can't win. Alex, you cannot, you cannot win, especially with a blue tick, which I'm very thankful I do not have. <laughs> I would desperately like one Twitter if you're watching this show. Um, you're going to ask me if I like this show, Jeremy, aren't you? Yeah, you I, I do, thought yeah, you were just going. Go ahead. Yeah, put me on the spot 15 minutes in and ask if I like this show. This show is painfully great. What a bummer. I could have come on here and just ruined everything. <laughs> hated it. It was great. It was awesome. And best of all, we all knew the match was going to be great. Let's be honest with ourselves. They actually managed to give you a hook for Wednesday's show. Yeah. Incredible scenes. Give it 10 years, it'll be a good TV show. I'm very excited. <laughs> no, I'm messing, I'm messing. It was, it was a good closing angle. Five matches that range from, like, very good to match of the year quality. Come on, I'll be silly to complain. It was a very good show. Alex, uh, first off, I, I enjoyed the show. It was a fantastic show. Best part about it, it was over by about 9.30. Love that. Give, give me these quick wrestling shows. I'm all about it? that. Uh, Luis Padillo says congratulations on the signing with WWE today they signed Harlem Bravado and Sean says I I look like the Harlem Bravado and so this is now me I'm I'm signed by WWE look at I mean it should have it should have happened a long time ago if we're being honest so I'll catch you losers later I can't wait to read your origin story on Reddit. (laughs) The Reddit threads on my... Speaking of Cameron Grimes, I've been told I look like Cameron Grimes. That that is tremendous. I love this bit. I like Rich Cameron Grimes. I like it very much. I'm glad that they've just kind of given him something, really, because he was just treading water in mid-card getting beaten. (laughs) So I'm glad that uh, they've given him something fun to do because he's got the charisma. This is horrible, guys. We all liked it. (laughs) What are we doing here? We should have just been a come on and just been contrarian about it. This is it. bad it's, business. It is. Killing the brand. It's killing the brand right now. That's what we're doing. Alex, before we go, I have a very important question for you, and there's only one correct answer. <laughs> Joseph knows what I'm about to ask. Who is your favorite NXT champion of all time? Oh, no. Um, I'm, I'm just, like, mentally scanning your Twitters right now, going, what's the right answer? Um <laughs> Ah, God, that's a hard one. Um, Do you know what the first name that came to my mind was Samoa Joe? Um, I don't know if that's the right avenue to go down. That's fine if that's your answer. That's fine. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. Joseph, your favorite NXT champion of all time. This is the worst thing we've ever done, Simon, for an audience. <laughs> my favourite chat. I mean, I'm for the smoke, Joe, or how, but I'm going with Andrade. But, Jeremy, please complete the bit and put Alex out of his, um, yes. his terror here. This is very scary stuff. Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre is the greatest uh, NXT champion of all time. Now I feel like I've betrayed the man. Britain, Britain is in tatters. It's all over. This will be on the news in the morning. Don't watch it, Drew. Please. <laughs> I watched him win the title. I was there. Oh, horrendous. Alex, where can the people find you at besides everywhere? Everywhere. Um, so I have a radio show tonight now, uh, Monday evening, uh, on TalkSport 2. So there's an app for that. Download it wherever you are in the world and you can listen. 
YouTube, I've got Alex McCarthy's Resting Daily. That's 8 till 9, Tuesday to Friday. And, of course, you can find me on Twitter being generally loving to everyone in the wrestling world. Uh, and TalkSport.com. Uh, I spoke to Pete Dunn on Friday, so you can find that on there now. And I've got some stuff coming next week, so all good. There you go. Everyone follow Alex, a great man, even though he hates me. Joseph? <laughs> What is there left to say? I, I like NXT. I'm going to delete my Twitter tonight. Um, <laughs> just, you know, in all seriousness, it, oftentimes, it seems like when I come on here with the Brits, Jeremy, I come on so late. I'm so unprofessional. I don't even get to introduce. I just come on. I'm on the show. This is what happens now. Everyone go and support Alex for all the Drew McIntyre silliness that we have on the Twitter. <laughs> Sincerely, I don't want to age you here, Alex, so don't say this as an insult. He's like the, the father of the British wrestling media scene. That sounds like an insult. I get it, both in the father and what he's fathering. But, <laughs> but to me, if you're not endorsed by Alex, who are you? What have you done? You know, I spent three years working the undercards. I didn't get any endorsement. Now, I'm top guy. Alex is the thumbs up. <laughs> I'm on these things. I'm on these shows, Jeremy. I'm on these shows because Alex said I could be on these shows. <laughs> Support him. You already know my Twitter. It's up in that top corner. You get it. But yes, Alex. <laughs> Peak Brit. There you go. But for that endorsement, you'll let me say Drew didn't miss on pay-per-view in 2020. You'll take, you'll take it. That's fair. I'll leave it there. Uh, thanks, everybody, for, for watching. Fightful.com, Fightful Select. Sign up there. Uh, leave us thumbs up on the video. YouTube.com slash Fightful. Fightful Scraps. We did a watch-along during during this gimmick. You can go back and watch the watch-along if that's something that, that interests you. Um, and Twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Joseph and I will be back on that Tuesday, 3 o'clock. Yeah, we're getting that Twitch money. Joseph can afford a happy meal, just like Joel Pearl. Um, uh, Tuesday, 3 o'clock, we're playing Fire Pro Wrestling. We're on there like three, four, five times a week. So go there, twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Joseph, for both staying up late and uh, watching NXT. I'm glad it was a good show. We might unban it from the distraction. I don't know. Now, Joseph says no. All right, everybody. We will talk to y'all later on. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 